up on the mic, yes, I'm doing what I do, representing for the ladies, but he's speaking for the goons, back and forth with the banter, 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 you got questions, we got answers, 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 every week we bringing you the entertainment and the news, welcome to our podcast for the ladies and the goons, ladies, goons, ladies, goons, ladies, goons, ladies, goons. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode seven of the Ladies, Ladies and, and Goons, Goons podcast. podcast. Episode seven. All right. So, want to start? <laughs> want to start off by first apologizing for last week's audio. I was going through some things. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be better this week. I promise. Um, so yeah, my apologies, but we're back, and it is Sunday. Yay! All right. So this week we got a lot of different things that we're going to talk about, different topics, um, and we're going to jump right in. So, Buck, the president. A topic that I would like to discuss. Oh, yeah. It's crazy because the first thing I would say is I don't like to just jump out and say things because... I say what I think and the things that I tend to think like are like different from like what I hear from most people. And I don't like to call myself a conspiracy theorist, but I've been called a conspiracy theorist before. And The thing with being called a conspiracy theorist is it's like when somebody calls you like just crazy. It's like very dismissive. Yeah. Like you call conspiracy theorists conspiracy theorists and then discredit discredit them like they have never been conspiracies. (laughs) That's true. There have been plenty of conspiracies. And this new, I heard something about, um, People who give misinformation to try to uh, diminish the trust or something of the government or to be labeled terrorists. Hmm. But who decides what the misinformation is? True. Where does that come from? That's what I really want to know. Misinformation, is it misinformation because it's false or is it misinformation because it's not what they want people to know at the present moment? We could go back in history and see many files that were covered up, things that weren't released to people that don't get released until later, to the public at least. Yeah. Even with just the Jeffrey Epstein thing recently, they said they didn't release a lot of those documents because the public couldn't handle it. True, so that would mean that it's not that it's misinformation because it's false. It's misinformation because it's not what whoever is in charge wants the public to know. Um, especially doesn't want them to start thinking on their own and coming up with ideas or solutions that don't fall within the narrative of what they want. That's like a real like rough terrain right there where if the narrative is being controlled and anybody who speaks outside the narrative to give extra insight 
could be labeled a terrorist. That's sad because then, like you mentioned before, like if you, it only takes someone calling you that for people to start saying, okay, that's what you are or defining you by that. It's like being considered like a, a rapist or, a, you know, any anything that's like, okay, it's very jarring to hear it. And then you never, you never get away from that. You're always fighting that uphill battle. But if someone can say, or if someone can say you're crazy and they can have you committed, there's nothing that you're going to say that's going to make people not think that you are crazy in the back of their minds. So if I'm just reporting on something or if I'm just having a conversation with someone or trying to gain more knowledge on something, then I could be considered by, by what you're saying that you read, I could be considered a terrorist and that would be horrible. That is crazy. Crazy. It is crazy. One of the few books that I did read in high school that I was assigned to read was Animal Farm. Mm-hmm. Have you read Animal Farm? Um, no. I Animal have not. Animal Farm is a very interesting book. I've heard that some of the animals are meant to represent certain uh, nationalities or groups of people. But even taking that face value, yeah, the way the pigs, ah, the pigs, the way the pigs took over the farm, one pig in particular, and just implemented rules and went against the rules that were the original rules and the reasons they took over the farm. Yeah. It's like really deep. It's like a good message. And books like those help people who wouldn't. I feel like I just realized I was saying to you earlier, like books like that give people who never would have thought of any kind of manipulation tactics being implemented the idea of how they could happen. Yeah. How they could be used to take advantage of people. That's very true. Was that also a movie? Yeah, I saw the movie recently. I think I saw, okay, because when you're talking about it, I'm like, it sounds familiar. I know I didn't read the, the book, but I think I did see the movie. Yeah. And it was very disturbing. So, oh, actually, even like, so then all fiction could, like, expand your thoughts. Yeah. To possibilities. Yeah. That's interesting. That is interesting. But, I mean, going back to what you were talking about anyway, like, how far does it go? Like, can it just be someone is like, oh, this person did this and they're a terrorist? Is there any kind of vetting process? Is it like you're automatically labeled this? You're automatically shut down from the things that you're trying to communicate? Like, that's the part that's scary. Like, when you call someone something like a terrorist or you you start to pick and choose what you allow to come through and what you don't. And we saw this um, during the election. We saw this during a bunch of different things where some some news is flagged and you can't see it and, and, and it's called fake news or whatever. And then others get through and you're thinking, how could this get through and this not? Even in our regular post, you'll see someone post something and be like, that's really raunchy. And someone will post something else that's not. But the exact thing that you thought about the other post is what they're reporting this post for. So it's like, who is deciding what is... Um, what is acceptable and what is not. And is that still the United States of America and freedom of speech and freedom of choice and all of that other stuff? 
That's probably why they put all that pressure on Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. To like more tightly regulate these things. But even when you tightly regulate something, like who's doing the regulation? Because there are things that I'm like, wow, this is crazy. This should never have made it through and it's not caught. And then other things where you're like, I don't understand what the problem is with this. It was just a statement and it wasn't anything crazy. And that is. So is it like the viewers that are like, I'm flagging this because it's offended me. And if that if that's a way that it happens, then it then it could make sense as to why some things are flags and other are not because people can be haters and say, okay, I'm just gonna flag this thing. But if it's not and the then the computer is doing it, then how is it like vetted and how is it? Because there are gonna be things that you don't want to hear and you don't necessarily want to see, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just something you don't want to see, hear, or come to terms with, and that should not be considered like that should not be considered an act of terrorism. I'm seeing some, the fact checkers on Facebook, I've actually looked in it to see like, what was the problem? And it was like written in another language. The fact checked itself was written in another language? Yeah. So you couldn't even check up on it. You couldn't check up on the fact check. Right. Because it was some other language. Right. Hmm. That's insane. I mean, not that it would be another language, that's fine, but that you looking for the information can't find it in your native language, which since it's fact checking things from here or whatever it is that you're looking for. And this separation of people, people are being becoming more distant now from each other. There's less interaction, there's less like meaningful conversation. I agree, yeah. People are losing the ability to have meaningful conversations civilly in yeah. face-to-face form. So then all you're left with is doing that on the internet. Yeah, now, if, which is not monitored. <laughs> right. But if it is, those conversations are monitored and certain information is being taken out and you're not allowed to say certain things, then those things will soon never be discussed. Yeah. And, and all thought processes will be skewed because if I can't say certain, th- if I don't understand something, maybe I don't like something, maybe I don't understand it, whatever it is, but I'm willing, if I'm willing to have the conversation with someone about it, but now I have to worry about, well, I can't use this word, I can't say this, I shouldn't ask this, this is not politically correct, then you, you internalize all of these things, you either make up the answer that you, that you think is right yourself, um, but you're never able to, in a safe space, like that there needs to be some type of safe space where we can ask these questions, not to like berate someone or make someone feel lesser or feel bad, but to be able to ask a question without, I've seen people ask questions to clarify and get canceled. Like, I don't even understand how that works because then that means that your whole point is not to actually educate and make the world a better place and make people understand each other and coexist. It's now who's going to say this thing to make me upset now? Who's going to say that? I'm a victim, uh, you know, and it, it just doesn't make sense. And and it's it's very clear when someone's asking a question, they already, half the time people are already very nervous when they start to ask the question and they're like, I, um, is it okay if I don't know how to state this? Um, Being so unsure. They're unsure and they're trying to get some type of support so they can get this answer and figure it out. And all attacking those people do, all that would do is create more hate because I'm trying to understand this and now you're attacking me for it. So guess what? Now I don't like you. 
And then I lump everything else together, like anyone that I think or perceive to be like you, I lump together. And that's not right. So that's part of what we, where we have the issue where we can't just speak to each other um, and, and ask for clarification and give people the opportunity to mess up and, and do better. Like, no, we're not going to say, oh, yeah, this person likes to rape people, but now they have changed their mind. Or this, they do this with children, and they decided today they're fine. Like, th there's, there's a fine line, but at the same time, when someone, someone can mess up and could have messed up four years ago, five years ago, and have changed and grown, which we are supposed to allow for that growth, and someone now has grown, and they can't grow past what people saw in the past, especially with the Internet, where now you can just oh, I don't like this person. Let's find all the information we can possibly find about them and say why they're, they're horrible or they're a hypocrite. And yeah. it's just, it kind of is not fair. Just my opinion. I agree with that. People jump on bandwagons all the time. And it's like, I might not even know this person, but now the headline says, this person said this. And like, okay, I don't like this. You don't know anything about that person except for that headline. You didn't take the time to even care about that person. But now that something negative is out there, you want to research and you research with the mindset of the negative thing. So you're trying to find more of that negative thing to support what it is. You're not finding, well, let me see if this person's not like that. No one does the research like that. It's this negative thing. Let me find out more about it. And the more search you do and the more hits those things get is the more that those algorithms let people know, oh, this is what people want to see and hear and put that out there even more. Well, that method, that method right there is even what scientists use, right? Yes. We just watched a documentary on, on fat. Yeah. And how they were looking for things to support their argument. Yeah. So they found all kind of statistics to support it, and then they went on with reports. Exactly. To go with theories. Because the funny thing about statistics, if used well, sure they can support something and, and be positive, but you can always find a statistic to support something, whether that thing is accurate or not. If I want to say that my statistic is correct, that this particular thing has happened, then I can pick who I want to, to interview. I can pick who I want to follow, who I want to get the information from. And out of those five people that I might pick, if I'm only using percentages, and I cherry pick those, the answers that come back, sure, it's going to say, it's going to be skewed towards what I want it to. And then, depending on who's reporting it, if I went to Yale or Harvard or I'm a part of this group or that, people automatically say, okay, that means it's right. It came from this. That means it's right. Half the time, sometimes I hear people, okay, well, bring your facts. Where's this? Where's that? But the thing is, the same things that they're bringing, most of the time is just another person that said the same thing prior. Why does that make that person right? Or four people that you found said the same thing. That doesn't mean it's wrong either, but that doesn't mean it's right. You might have found four people who are scholars in their own right, and so they automatically get the benefit of the doubt, and then the information that they're giving you can be wrong, because we've seen that in history a lot. Um, oh yeah, all doctors said this, and now all of a sudden, nope, it's, the act, it's actually the opposite. So, you know, just finding a bunch of information and saying that someone has, has said this in the past, law does that. The courts do that. Like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You're like, oh, show me where someone else has ruled on this before. Like, what? You want to see, show me the case. So I have to bring up a case and say, look, and this court said this. Then the, the judge says, okay, I'll allow it because my friend Johnny or my grandfather such and such set, tried the same case and this is what they found when they did it. So I'm going to now skew what I'm saying to that. That doesn't make any sense. It never made sense to me. Every time I've been in court and I've seen them like, okay, I'm bringing up this case and this case and this case. 
Well, actually, no. In this case, they found the opposite because, okay, and then the, the judge gets to say, all right, well, that makes sense. Or, okay. As opposed to actually looking at the information, looking at the extent of what the law is. So if a previous case was something that decided that a judge decided for or against, if that has changed the law itself now, then I understand that. But if it's just like this person tried the case, they said this. Sometimes it's this person tried the case and they're in the, the Supreme Court. So I'm not going to go against that because then my friends won't like me that are in court as well. And they'll say, no, you went against such and such. But it doesn't make sense. That's why statistics and all of that, they're great for if you're doing a poll on like a yearbook or something, or you're trying to figure out some funny things about, you know, what is pop culture and what do that, those things are fine. But you can't use that same process when you're when it's things that, that counts, that like affects people's lives. It just doesn't make sense because it's just a bunch of opinions. That's what we're, we're doing. We're going with a bunch of opinions. Um, well, going back to that same uh, movie documentary that you were talking about, about fat or whatever, they legitimately found different people who did different diets that worked perfectly for them that in general were like, no, this is not right. So there, I mean, back in the day, there was the cookie diet where people were just eating cookies and losing weight. And I was like, how is that? When we know that cookies, like the things that we know, you know, about whatever, that doesn't work. But then they pointed out that these people, whatever diets or things that they're doing, they're telling you it's just that diet, but there's other things that's going on. Um, and other, whether they're exercising, whether there's a lot of different factors, but it sounds great. The cookie diet was big, the Atkins diet, um, there were a bunch of different things where I was like, okay, like I remember, I remember one diet. Um, well, there are a lot of things that say you have to eat just fruits and vegetables and that would be great and blah, blah, blah. And then I remember talking to one of my aunts who had some type of disorder that if she ate any of the green vegetables, so everyone's like, eat salad, eat this. And she ate, ate that, it would um, mess with her blood. Now that might not be normal. Maybe she's on some medication that does that, but she can't eat the vegetables like that. She has to eat other things. So our, depending on what you study and what someone puts out in front of you, you can get any answer that you want. I think we need to go back to, like Buck said, like talking to each other and actually conversing. And whether it's meaningful conversation to somebody or not, I think just talking in general will, will get that ball rolling. People not meaningful. being socially awkward and, and being able to interact. Meaningful civil discourse. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You also have to get to people being aware of themselves. You have to look for information yourself and take that accountability and not just rely on third or fourth party information to make your decisions on your life. Yeah. Everybody should be interested in their life as if their life depended on it. Because it, it does. does. Right. Exactly. Because it does. And people need to be okay with things not going their way. And they need to be okay with feeling weird and awkward in a situation and work through it and figure out how you, sometimes there's no, there's no like conclusion and there's no answer. I mean, there may actually be an answer, but sometimes you don't find that answer and you have to be okay with that. And some people are not okay with that and they get angry and then you start to throw different things in the conversation, but you have to be okay with not knowing sometimes that doesn't mean you stop looking but okay with not knowing and being civil with the person that is here with you. Of course, that's a case by case basis. If someone's going, going crazy and attacking you or physically going at you, you're not going to just be like, um, 
I'm, I'm one with myself and all that. No, you might not do that, but that's different because that, that's defending yourself and, and being aware of your surroundings. But in a normal conversation, I've seen people come to blows for the stupidest things or come to blows from someone else's idea. I'm supporting this person that says this. It wasn't even my original idea from my own mind, but this person said it and I like that. And I will fight you over what this person said because that person's awesome to me. How does that even make sense? It just doesn't make sense to me. And it happens a lot. So, yeah. That emotion gets in the way. Sometimes people base their whole perception of their most important their most important ideas and beliefs they hold so tight to them and they only got them from someone that they trust like they never took the time to investigate and they got them from somebody that they knew or trusted or loved and then when those beliefs are questioned they get so emotional because they believe them so much but they can't really defend them it's true and that's the worst kind, actually, because you, you, feel, you feel so deeply. There's a connection. And sometimes the connection is not from a conscious state that you even, you, you could have been a kid, you could have been hearing things and, and not realizing it's, it's programming you in your subconscious. So that's even deeper because you can't give a reason why it is, but the feeling is true and it's yeah. powerful. So I'm going to get mad. My defense mechanism for my body is I'm going to get mad that someone's trying to tell me that I'm wrong or question it when I feel I physically feel what I'm telling you, even though it may be completely wrong. So, I mean, people people grow up their whole lives thinking that this person is their their father or their mother and then find out later that it's not. That's a shock to your system. Um, and it's the, it's the same thing, except that one is at least something clear where you I mean, it's a shock, but it's clear. In other other ways, you you're, you grew up in a religion. You grew up in you know with your family. Your parents, your father's never wrong, or your mother's never wrong, and and you you believe in it so much, and it's so so great and happy thoughts, and 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 you feel secure and protected, and then you go outside the you go outside and 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 you hear something, and you're like, wait, that couldn't be. The people that love me said that's not true. This so is what it that, is. Just a slight shock to yourself. Did you ever believe in Santa Claus? I think I did at some point. And that wasn't from my parents, but I think I did. I think we talked about this before, but I, I, sit, I think back on it. I think I made myself as a kid. I made myself believe in it because I liked the hope and the, the happiness and the feeling that was there. So my, how did you feel when you found out that Santa Claus wasn't real? For me, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad, but that's only because I was never really told from the people that I love, my parents, that Santa Claus was real. I was always told, especially from my dad, that the delivery doesn't matter, but the but but the message is that there's hope and happiness. And so this was like a, a casing that represented that. So for me it wasn't that bad when I when I figured it out. Um especially since I'm the one that told myself. But I've seen some really bad reactions like really bad and not even from really, really young kids, like, you know, preteens or whatever that age and realizing it, it's devastating. It's like, you lied to me. You, how could you lie to me? I'm I heard one kid remember. say, I heard one kid say to their parent after they figured that out, what about the tooth fairy? Is that not right? What about the Easter bunny? And it's like, dang, like one, one after the other, we just lie to our kids and lie and lie and lie. 
And we could, if you wanted to still continue telling those stories, you really could, but you could do it like the fairy tales, like how you do in the books. Right. Where we are like, this happened, but it's a fairy tale. But this is, imagine this, imagine that. And this really means this. And really, really hit home with the, with the meanings. Like, all of the fairy tales have really, really great meanings. And they have really dark ones as well. Because they were made in really dark, I don't even know, these people, their mindset and whatever. But if you harp on the good things and you, you tell your kid, like, this is what we mean by this. And this thing is not literal. And I understand when kids are really young, it's hard. But you do a disservice because then it's like, if I can't believe you about this, what do I, I don't, I don't believe anything you say now. I don't believe you anymore. You're a liar. I think the fairy tales, I don't think the fairy tales are necessarily good either. Maybe like the message in the fairy tale, like the purpose. Yeah, that's it. That's the only thing you can't, nothing else. Fairy tales perpetuate a lot of, of, like gender roles, they like it, there, there's weakness, there's evil, there's always evil, there's some craziness, there's things like pedophilia, there's weird things that are in there that as an adult, you're like, what the heck? A lot of them, even singing like Ring Around the Rosie and stuff like that, that is really about like plague, like what? Yes, there's a lot. And, and we spoke about even um, Please This Punch, the, like when we were talking about that and how uh-huh. it came from a kid's show from a you know a person that was with domestic violence and all that but we take it and it's just like okay yeah yeah that's just what things are and as we get older we realize that's crazy because as a kid if certain things are okay this lady poisoned snow white like was mad that she was pretty and poisoned her that sounds like mean girls to me it might not be poison like poison poison and it actually can be sometimes but like I'm going to make this person's life hell because they're pretty and people like them more than me. Like you're ingraining that in kids' minds. You don't know what they're taking from that. That's what it sounds like. Like, okay, she's this. We don't like her because she's pretty. Everyone likes her because whatever. There's a Prince Charming that's going to come save her. Like all of the things there, it's so, it's so bad and weak. So there are some really good points, but you would have to take those points and drive those home because it's going to, it, Kids are going to encounter those things anyway, because that's the norm to do the, the fairy tales and and the Disney and whatever. So, yes, you can either just block your kids from it altogether, which I don't think is right either, because eventually they'll be away from you and those things are out there. Or you can study whatever it is you don't want your kids to learn or you don't think is right and have a different version of it or say this is what was said about this and these are the people that said this and like your own narrative because the stuff is going to be out there and if someone says to you this is wrong because of this or this is not completely accurate because blah 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 yeah it's not as fun anymore because kids are like oh my god here we go again i've been to those birthday parties where it's like no we have a a vegan cake with no no sugar and and i'm like well what's the point just get i mean like we can figure something else out because it's just not the same so I'm not saying to necessarily do that, but have a relationship with either your kids or the, the people that are around you that you love and, and trust and, and help. It takes a village to raise a child and you know help help not perpetuate this, this myth of whatever these things are. That's just how I feel about it. As a person that loves fairy tales and Disney and all that other stuff, and then as I hear all the bad things, um, I start going, no. 
no, that's not what I'm taking from it. I'm taking this. But the fact that I still like whatever it is that I like out of those fairy tales, um, it's me in my mind saying this is the thing that I like about it. But as, as I like them and promote them or show them or whatever, I can't guarantee that that's what other people are taking from it. So if I show a kid this thing and I'm like, it's so great, especially if I'm really into it, I'm showing them Lion King and I'm crying and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I don't know what they're taking out of it. They're growing up in a different world, really a different world. So what I would think is one plus one is two. Yes, you got this and this. They have to get this answer. No, they don't. They absolutely do not. And every day I'm shocked. And I think I can't be shocked anymore. Every day I am shocked. I look through things I'm going through. I mean, I work at a school, like I said, and going through things, collecting information, like for fun things. And then I see some of these answers and I'm like, what is what is really going on with this world? What are these kids really into and what are they really doing? It's it's crazy. But yeah, crazy. it's very crazy. But once again, going back to what you said, that whole terrorism thing that scares me because I don't know who's monitoring it. And so anyone can say to me, you're a terrorist now. And I'm like, uh, but I'm not. I mean, in a sense, anyone could terrorize someone, not even you meaning to do it, but whatever's going on in their head can make them feel like that's what's going on. Mm. I see, I encounter that a lot as well. Like everyone is, 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 is evil, everyone hates you. Every, every word that comes out of someone's mouth is meant to degrade and demean and make you less of, and you have to be seen more, um, and people that's need to understand. Yeah, that's their perception in their mind. And then as a person who's not doing that at all and does not mean that at all, I look at it and I'm like, sometimes I have to catch myself because I'm like, what world are you in? That's not what was happening just now. But I then can I tell someone that what they're, what they're experiencing is not what they're experiencing? If they were monitored, you would probably see all the waves would probably point to, yes, they're feeling these things. And mm. that's what they see. There are also people that are not mentally there and see things that are not there. So... Or do they really see things that are not there? Maybe they're seeing things that are there and we just can't see them. I don't know. I try not to, I can't judge. I, there may be a monster in front of someone right now. It might actually be there and I can't see it. Because I do feel that there are things that we just can't see that are here filling the room. We've heard this from science in the same room, millions of other things in this room and you don't see it and you're fine with it because you don't see it. Well, does that mean that other people can't see something else on another plane, another level, whatever it is, and actually see things? There are people that see sounds, right? They see the sound waves. That's not normal for us. We don't see, I mean, it could be normal. Maybe if everyone opened their mind a little, I don't know. But they're seeing something that I'm saying is not there. But it's there. And you can test it and see that that is there. So then that, I mean, there's some people that hear very well. And they hear everything. So like the movie, um... What a what a girl wants or what a man wants. I think they they did a, a remake, and like you were able to hear what the opposite sex was saying, was thinking, not even saying. I would go insane. So if I was a person that could see everything, like I kind of I'm happy that I have, per, I have like limited peripheral. I see I can have like that tunnel vision because if I were to see and have to process every single thing or hear and have to process everything, I would probably be called crazy. Because there's too much, there's a lot going on and it's sensory overload. And so I'd be like, oh my, walking around, looking, talking, hey, I like pickles, whatever the heck you just be saying, you say random things and you're answering to things that are not there as far as everyone else is, com is concerned. So 
I don't know. Everybody's in their own world, but we're on the same planet. Yeah. Some people can't even see color. Yeah, some people can't see color or see limited color. Some people can't see at all. Some people can't hear. Like there's there's different things that are going on, but then they may have other things that are heightened. So, I don't know. My th- I mean, it's all about just 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 learning and understanding. We're here on the same uh, and on the same planet together. Like, but that takes a certain level of elevation. We're here on the same planet together, so some people see that as well. I just need to make sure I'm okay. Yeah. And then some people see that as well. We're all working together to make sure everything functions well and everyone is happy. That's true. And the planet can continue to be a great place. Make the earth great again. Yeah. Mega. Yeah. I mean, it. yeah. I can agree with that. Because, I mean, everybody doesn't have to do everything and everybody does not have to be great at everything. Um, but if we're really great at the things that we love and we all come together, everything should run smoothly. It really right. should. Everyone can have their own thing and their own contribution and be really good at that. But we start to, we start to skew it like technology and the obsession with, with ourselves and selfies and our phones and this and, and the fake life. And I'm living this and I'm so great. Um, and convenience. And convenience. The convenience of being lazy is destroying us yeah, too. Yeah, it is. Being lazy and great though. Because you have the people that are lazy and they lock themselves off and they're like, you know, online you can look like something else, whatever. So you, you're, you're just kind of really taken away. And then you have the people that online have these personas and they have to, everything has to be perfect. They might not be happy inside, but they take that and transfer it to when they are out or I need you. I need you to want to be me. That's how I get my, that's how I get my little coins. If it was a video game, my coin is now you want to be me. You want to be me, be with me, whatever you're envious. You want what I have. And that's how they thrive. And that's sad and sick. And I think that that was the, the numbers. So I don't have an exact number on this, but I, I would think that the numbers have grown. And in the past, it was probably the people that had, that wanted to make sure they kept, that was like, you need to be this and you need to be envious of me or whatever. And now people that don't even have are still putting it out there like they do and saying, you want to be me and I'm this and I'm great. Um, Was either better? No. But there's just a greater number of people that are trying to find happiness and find purpose in this thing that is fake and superficial and so it's like building your house on a foundation of just sand and it will crumble. There's no way for it to be sustainable long-term. It just isn't. So just my thoughts. That was a great topic. Scary though. And not a topic that is um, ever going to be over with. I try, not to, I try not to divert, but... You said something about the court thing, and then I remember the funny thing about court to me is, you mentioned about the uh, the precedents and for cases, yeah, and and judges base their decisions and what they allow on those things, and it's funny to me that this judge sits there and is supposed to know like he's supposed to be the supreme level of knowledge in the courtroom, mm-hmm. but then the lawyer has to remind him of things that happen. 
Absolutely. Like a lawyer has to object when the other lawyer does something that they're not even supposed to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And you should know that because you're the judge. Yeah, exactly. That's and it goes even further because the lawyer is presenting all of these things when the paralegal is the one that put it all together, found everything, found the cases, knows everything. And the lawyer is just there spitting out like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 give me this, give me that. It's like a, a trickle down effect. But yes, you're right. You're the judge. There should be no reason why I'm at home watching something and saying, no, they should object. How could they say that? It's like when I'm watching football games or anything and I'm, I'm mad at the refs. Like, you're the one that's supposed to say this is right, wrong, whatever. Right. And you didn't even see this thing right in front of you. Like, what were you looking at? Like how the team got to throw the challenge flag. Yeah. Right. Like, why should I have to do that when you're saying, especially, there, there are many times that the, the ref is right there and looking. But that's worse than the challenge flag because it's not like fast action and you're sitting there and you're yeah. really hearing what's going on. You're listening to it. You're hearing the whole thing. You're letting it go out. And then it's like, depending on who's your friend, they all are friends. They leave and go hang out anyway. Both sides hang out, talk to each other, you know, whatever. But it's crazy. It's sad. Because people that come into those courtrooms, they're at your mercy. Yeah. They literally, you if they don't have a, a, a lawyer or a good lawyer, then that's just like, whatever. They, everyone's right. just looking at them. It doesn't even matter what happened. It's like, no. So you force them to put their hands, their lives in the hands of these people who are then playing the game. It's like, all right, what can I get? Let's do this plea because, dude, I didn't do it. Yeah, but right. let's plea because there, you know, there's no way. But I didn't do, you're not even thinking about the fact that this is my life. Right. I didn't do it. I'm supposed to plea to something now because it's going to look good on your record of whatever it is that you're doing. And you're like, well, if they convict you, it's going to be even worse. So it's like a punishment for me fighting for myself. So if I go and fight, you're like, well, it'll automatically be 15. So how is there an automatic 15 for something? Is it about, is it about the punishment and the, and the rehabilitation? Because then how can you scale that? How can you be like, it should be 15. That's how much we think is the punishment for this. But if you do this little thing for us, we'll bring it down to here. So what is that, what is that time frame for then? But to link it back to the other topic, Court is almost like the social media that you said, mm. where it doesn't matter if you did it or not. Yep. It just matters what it looks like. What it looks like. It's what, yeah, it's perception. Because half the time, people are trying to, even police, court, all of that, they just want a figurehead to say, this person did this. We got it. Hey, we're good. So when you're in court, it's everybody like. Everybody needs a bad guy. Everybody needs a bad guy. <laughs> It'll be the wrong person for 30, 40, 50 years. And you're like, okay, because everyone's back on, all right, we're not, we're not on high alert anymore. This person that's so horrible is now in jail. It's not even the right person. So person's still out there doing whatever. It's but crazy. you're okay now because someone's gone. And you'll hear them say it. You'll hear people be like, eh, let's not judge this up. We got our, we got our conviction. The we streets got the, need a body. We got the person. We got who we needed. Let's, come on. We're not opening this back up. Like, it's insane. It's yeah. insane and it's sad. It's crazy and it's sad. But hey, hmm, who am I? I couldn't be a judge. I would not want it. My conscience would, my conscience, oh my gosh. I couldn't do it. I probably would be a really good one, but it would, be, it would take a while. It's a lot. And then removing the, the emotional part. Like it's crazy because we want judges to be, we say, we want judges to be like robots. Like they're not freaking human and have not lived through whatever traumas they have lived through. And you put them in front of someone and you're like, oh, yeah, well, we want to make sure that this is fair. But if I'm trying a case for 
a four-year-old that was molested and I have a, a granddaughter or whatever that's that same age and I'm there's no way that I'm just like okay facts this that it's not happening so it's not fair and as long as humans are doing it it's not going to be fair but what does that now lead to oh machines heck no because I don't believe that either because guess who makes the machines humans I don't trust it I, you can't trust that Something is not put in there, especially since I don't know how to build a machine. I don't know how to check for things. I don't know how to do any of that. So I can't trust that someone has put this thing together to be fair, but it's put together with fair code. For who? Yes, to be fair for who? And it's put together for code with code and there's flaws and whoever made it makes a way for them to undo it or to change it or for it to be hacked. I can't. Now I sound like I'm, I'm, I'm I told myself I'm not going to say I'm scared of anything. I'm not going to say I'm scared of anything. I don't understand it and I'm uncomfortable with it is what I will say. Because it, it just doesn't make sense. And there's so many things that do, there's so many things that don't need to be so convenient. Like, even if there's an invention that makes something convenient, like you should only, we, we were talking about this, we saw that thing where it puts on your socks for you or whatever. That makes sense if you are ill and you cannot. But it shouldn't be like, oh, this is going to save me a half a second. How long does it take to put on socks? It's going to take me a half a second. I'll just sit here and make this thing do that. Or I'll hire somebody to do this and this and this and put on my put on my clothes. I mean, but for what? Like, what are you doing when you get that time back? What are you using that time for to make it so important? Like, I can understand someone that's running, maybe running a country, maybe run, you you affect so many people's lives and you have so many things to do. I'm running 10 or 15 businesses. There's still only 24 hours in the day. And so I may, ha I, of course, I employ other people that I trust or I believe in to do certain things, but it takes up more of my time. So maybe I need more convenient. I need, you know, things to be more convenient. But when my day consists of social media, playing video games and like going to get some food, like, do I really need that extra? But then how do you stop people when things are out there? How do you stop them from doing it? I don't know. Like, does everyone need a chef? I would argue, yeah, everyone could have a chef. That would be great because then we could eat the things we should be eating. Um, and some people really like cooking, so that would be great. So those things I'm not talking about, but like something to put on your, 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 your socks for you. There's like beds that can help you get out so you don't have to like use any of your muscles to get out. And I understand that for medical reasons for older people, but come on. We got hoverboards so we don't use our feet anymore. It's all like the freedom of choice, though. People don't really, like you said, the things that we should eat. And who should? Who's saying that we should eat these things? And who's yeah. saying that just because it may make you healthier that everybody wants to be healthy? That's true. We know for a fact everyone doesn't want to be healthy. We know for a fact there are people that no longer want to be on this earth. So yeah. preaching to them about what's going to help them live longer in the state that they're in, they're not going to want to hear that. And I get it, and I understand it. I mean, it's not me. I don't necessarily agree, but like I said, I understand. But it's it's also it's also just kind of crazy. And it's not even like you could say you could be like, oh, let's make an astronomical price for this thing, so not everyone can have it, and like you know, it's there, but you you kind of have to decide whether this is really worth it or whatever. But all that we've seen has happened. When you make crazy prices, people just do crazy things to go get them, especially for things that they don't need. Like all the time. Oh, this T-shirt with the specific hole in it is now $7,000. I must get it because I must be able to show people that I have this thing and I can, I can, I can afford this. Can't afford anything else. 
but you got this. You saved for months, just in time for it to not be in style anymore. But anyway, I digress. All right. So we are. That was a great topic, actually. For 44 minutes. That was a couple topics. 44 minutes in. Yeah, but that was great. 44 minutes in on that one topic. Um, But I appreciate it. And just talking about it and putting it out there in the air. And hopefully you as the audience will listen and start having real conversations with your... Meaningful civil discourse. There we go. Meaningful civil discourse with your loved ones or maybe not even your people. Maybe with people everybody love, on with the everyone earth. Everyone that you interact with. Learn to control your feelings. And be open. Understand that you're not on this earth by yourself. And so if you want to make it better, you have to understand and listen to others. And the earth will be here after you and me. Sure will. Probably after all people. Sure will. It will. Even if it's just a ball or a rock that can't grow anything and is totally toxic and just floats around and then becomes classified as an asteroid. Yeah. Or a moon or something. Something. It'll become something else. It'll still be here. It'll still be here. It'll still be here. So. All right. I think that's. I think that's about it for that portion of our of our show. Um, we're going to do a health tip for the week. Do you have a health tip, uh, Buck? Or you want me to take this one? Uh, I don't really have a health tip. All right, look well. Look into dandelion root. Look into dandelion root. Or tea, if you don't. Dandelion. The benefits yeah. of dandelion. I remember seeing them. I can guarantee I saw them growing in our front yard when I was growing up. Yes. And I said, we could probably eat these and they'll be healthy. And I used to think, like, they grow everywhere in the everywhere. hood. They're so abundant. And everybody just hates them. It yeah, wouldn't be crazy if they, were there, if they were here to help us. Yeah. Because they were everywhere and everyone pulled them out because they killed the flowers. They killed the pretty things. And because this thing that can help sustain life and make us healthy killed the things that we like to look at, we got rid of them. Right. It's indicative of of life, of of humans and how we are. Yeah, but just look into dandelion root and all the benefits. That's the only thing. All right, look into dandelion root. We will be... Buck and myself, tomorrow, we weren't going to start today because, you know, Super Bowl weekend. Tomorrow, we're going to start a three-day detox, grapefruit detox. Um, and so, I mean, you could look up any detox. You don't. It doesn't have to be this one, and I'm not going to go into what exactly this detox is, but it's only for three days. Um, so my advice would be to try to look up a detox, um, really research it so that you don't end up hurting yourself or natural detox. A natural detox. If you're, if you got to take pills and all kinds of other stuff, then that's not what I would consider to do. Ours is literally water and grapefruit. So, um, natural detox and see, you know, try it short amount of time, maybe one day, maybe there's one day, three day, 10 days. Don't jump out left field and be like 30 day detox or something like that. I know those are out there, 
but that would be my thing. Try start off with a detox and just see how you feel. And then, you know, start thinking about health, but look up dandelion root. Um, and they do have them in tea form. I have some in tea form. If you're not like going to go out and find root and do a whole bunch of research. I always say though, that you should research anything that you're deciding to do. Um, they'll just take our word for it. We're just putting the idea there, but disclaimer, we're not telling you that you should do it. And nothing that we or anyone else tells you should replace that of a medical professional. So just want to put that out there. Uh, a medical professional. I'm not Whatever that get means. into that one. Whatever that means. The person that um, legally is allowed to tell you things in this country. All right. So um, it's Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> I, I love Super Bowl Sunday. And. I have in, in the past, mainly just because it's fun to have people get together. And I used to like to cook um, like a lot of different things and try to make it all fun and cool and all that. I still like it. Um, so I know Buck doesn't really want to talk about like Super Bowl sports or anything like that, but just going to do a few, just a short section on this. So Super Bowl predictions, I say the Rams will win. Uh, by seven. But any predictions from you? Hmm. I'm just going to say the Rams are going to win because they were my midseason prediction. They were. So I'll say the Rams are going to win by ten. All right. Rams but. by 10. Okay. <laughs> yes. Stipulations. Let's go. I really just want a good game. And I Same. would I would be just as happy if the Bengals won. I can say that as well. I'll be happy for them. I want the Rams to win, but I'll be happy. I feel like um, they haven't won, right? Or they haven't won in a I very long time. I don't think the Bengals have ever won. Yeah. So I, I always, I, I can always, I can always like appreciate that regardless. It's not like either one of them are my team or anything like that so and they have a decent story as well like you know the rams have the story of odell beckham and matthew stafford who've been through a lot weren't even making the playoffs and finally got to a super bowl but then the Bengals have the story of the young joe burrow and jamar chase and joe burrow i believe would be the first player to win he would be the first player to win a national championship a heisman and a Super Bowl as a quarterback, I believe. Wow. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not mad either way. I just hope it's a really good game. Yeah, definitely. I don't want it to be some, oh, my gosh. What were we watching last week or whatever? The um the Pro Bowl? Jeez, help me, Lord. Yeah, that was crazy. I couldn't even stay awake. And I understand. I understand it. Like, we don't want them to get, well, then let's make up different rules and have something else going on. Because watching grown men just kind of walk over to each other and touch each other, like, like, flag football was it just was like, like oh, it was man. so boring that's part of the reason i stopped watching sports like i don't really i used to watch like the whole season of football but i now just watching the playoffs when i know they're playing for something and they're yeah. gonna be playing hard just like basketball too yeah basketball i don't really watch regular season anymore when playoffs come around yeah that's I when do. everyone's really going for it hopefully this all-star game is more I intense hope. than the pro bowl was. i hope because that i don't think anything could be worse 
They could have been going around on like little golf courts and something. I don't know. It's just like, oh, it was bad. Um, all right, Super Bowl food. What's your favorite? I know this year we're going all out with pinkies up, getting some beef ribs and some like wings, uh, whatever. What's your favorite like snack food or anything for like Super Bowl? Uh, potato chips or wings. Yeah, I could say wings. I would. I want to say burgers, but that's sometimes that's not like something to just have. Like it would be if I went to a Super Bowl party that was like a barbecue, then I would say like burgers. But it's like heavy food, and so you're watching something jumping around. And it's like, you know, I don't necessarily want anything heavy. So some chips, maybe chips and dip, maybe salsa. I don't know. But anyway, not spending too much time on that because whatever, it's food. And tomorrow we're on a on a <laughs> detox, so I'm not gonna talk too much about food. I will say. Super Bowl weekend, it has already started from midweek, actually, the craziness. But please be safe out there this weekend and do not be too flashy. I'm so tired of people with all the jewelry and all the, the money and holding it up. And then next clip we see is them being robbed and screaming, call the police and all, all of that other stuff. Please be safe and be smart. Like, like stop already. If you got that that jewelry flash and you need to have that hamad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and not even that because it's just like more violence and stupidity for what? Like, just, just, just don't. Go out there to have fun. Have that hummer. <laughs> All right. One more thing about Super Bowl. It's a halftime show. Dre, Snoop, Kendrick, Eminem, Mary J. And I heard, which may or may not be true, but it sounds cool. Possible Tupac hologram possible 50 50 cent um feature coming out what do you think great this might be one of my i mean if the, if it all comes together like i think it should it may be my my favorite super bowl halftime super bowl halftime i can't even remember super bowl halftime the only super bowl halftime i remember is janet jackson i remember janet's i remember michael jackson had a really great one it was like really big and grand i loved that i loved beyonce Featuring Destiny's Child. That was great for me. Um, what else? I didn't... I, there were a couple that were, like, supposed to be super big, but I I didn't really... I didn't really care. Um, but anyway... The I hope commercials. It, yes. That's the good part about that's it. That's the next thing. Super Bowl commercials. So I have a question for you. Have they fallen off? They used to be the highlight. They used to be all that, everything. And then some years, I'm like... What is this? Yeah, or the same commercials over and over. Yeah. Like, there used to be, like, you would see it the one time and that's it, but now it's, like, three, four times. Like, I remember some years. I remember it used to be all new commercials. Yeah. Then I noticed, like, a few years ago. I can't even say a few now. Probably, like, eight, nine years ago, I started noticing that some, some commercials weren't even new commercials. No, yeah, they preview them, like, two weeks prior. And it's like the, a, a build-up to it. The other annoying part that I've noticed, because I've lived in a few states, is the local commercials hop in. Oh, my gosh. Those are the they're worst. They're not even the same quality as the oh, other commercials. The like, That's the worst. Local and I, don't, I, don't, like, I definitely what? don't believe they. most of the local places don't do anything new for the Super Bowl. No. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, it's nice that they give them that little local thing, but it's still only local. It's not like... You're getting the millions. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not, not as expensive because you're not getting nationwide. You're not yeah. getting however many million people watching Super Bowl seeing yours. It's like whoever in your area that's <laughs> watching the Super Bowl mm. and subscribe to whatever. 
you're going to get that, which is still big for you. I mean, obviously, you, you sell or whatever you're doing in your area. So yeah. it makes sense. And it's huge because you know there's a big audience. But do better. <laughs> like, really. There's, there's upgraded cameras out there that are not so expensive. They're filming freaking movies with iPhone 13s. Find somebody with an iPhone 13 or something. Film, lighting, sound. Let's do it. Let's do it. If you're gonna spend, you spend money, even if you're not spending as much as everyone else, you're spending a good amount of money for a Super Bowl slot. Do it big. Let that be the first time people see you and be like, "Wow," because this is really annoying. How you I mean, do it when you pay for your <laughs> billboard spot? <laughs> you, you, um, you do give us a chance to go to the bathroom, though. But I mean, just do better. That's all. That's what I say. Um, I wanted to talk really quickly. We're not going to go in depth at all, but I'm going to read the all-star teams. So we have Team Durant and Team LeBron. And I have, I'm biased anyway. You know I'm, I'm biased. But even without my bias, I think that my team is, is the truth. But anyway, we'll start with Team Durant. So Durant has on his team. He's hurt, right? Yeah, injured, not, will not play. So, yeah, okay. Team Durant has Joel Embiid, John Morant, Jason Tatum. Andre Wiggins, Trey Young, and those are the stars. Andre Wiggins. Sorry, Andrew Wiggins. My bad. I was about to say, who's that? His brother? His brother, no. My bad, Andrew Wiggins. Um, and Trey Young, and those are the starters. And then we have the reserves LaMelo Ball, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray or Je how do you say that name? I think it's DeJounte. I'm not DeJounte sure. DeJounte or Jehunte, something like that. Murray. Uh Carl Anthony Towns. Um and Draymond Green. So if I wasn't looking at anything else and I looked at this team, I was like, Wow, okay. No, nah, I would say that that's that starting team. five is small. Like I mean it's a it's a decent team though. I mean, John Morant's gonna do a lot of dunking, hopefully. Who's the power forward on this on that team at who? Jason Tatum? Um, Who's the girl you said? Jason Wiggins, Tatum. Morant. Trey Young. Trey, that's three guards right and there. And Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's that's a small five. All right, let's go over to my team. My team my team captain, um my team captain is actually going to play. We don't know what that means though, because you know, whatever. But that's a small five and you don't even really have any like legitimate sharpshooter. Come in. <laughs> oh, yep. So Coming in on Team LeBron. I know people be hating on LeBron, but you know what? Well, Trey Young is a shooter, my fault. He is. He is. This is true. So Team LeBron has the starters are Giannis. I'm not even going to say the last name, but uh, that's my boy. Uh, Steph Curry. DeMar DeRozan. LeBron James. LeBron. <laughs> Nikola, Nikola Jokic. 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 You know what? He knows who he is. He's looking at me. He's mean mugging me in this picture too. Like, you better get my name right. Um, so yes, awesome. And then That's I the squad. That's and squad then our reserves: Jimmy Butler, Luka Doncic, Luka, Darius Garland. First All Star appearance for him. Darius Jay Garland. How did he get on there? I don't know, but he's his first All Star appearance. That's what it says. He must uh, have got voted in. LeBron picked him from Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, Cleveland. Uh, James Harden. Is on the reserves. Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Fred Van Vliet. 
first all-star <laughs> appearance for Mr. Van Vliet as well. The coaches. So the coach for Team Durant is Eric Spolstra of the Heat, and the teach the team. The coach for Team LeBron is Monty Williams from the Suns. It won't matter anyway. LeBron will be coaching. Um, all right. So you already know. I think LeBron's team will win. Yeah, I agree with that. Probably by I don't even know by a lot. Who knows? Because people are people. You know, whatever. We'll see. Well, you know they do the um the quarter by quarter thing now. Oh yeah, how they're doing it? I know they change it up every year, so I never know what it's. I think be. they're still doing how they did last year with the with the quarterly thing, and each person, each team that wins a quarter, they donate a certain amount of money to their charity or something, depending oh, on awesome. the points or how many points they won by or something like that. That's awesome. I like that. That's really good. Yeah, so that's gonna be fun. When is that? When's All Star? I think it's this month. Yeah, it should be next week. Well, that'd be fun. Or the week after. Okay. I think it's next week. It's in Cleveland? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's why they put Darius Garland on there. <laughs> Let's not say that. Maybe he belongs there. How he do does. He's been getting in? busy this year. Yeah. Um, so, All-Star Weekend will be February 18th to the 20th in Cleveland. So, there are a bunch of different things, but... um. Let's see Hold up, Vucevic is not on there? Nope, I didn't see him. So you could have put Vucevic on there instead of Garland, but I hear you. So they have, um, so we have the uh, the Ruffles NBA All-Star Game will be on Friday. I mean, Celebrity Game, sorry, will be on Friday. And the Clorox Rising Stars will also it's be on coming Friday. coming Friday. Yep, 18th. Hmm. Friday the 18th. And then Saturday we'll have the All-Star Practice, which no, I don't watch. Oh, we um, have an appointment for Saturday, though, ain't it? Oh, that's March, my friend. March, yeah, that's March. Um, we have NBA versus the NBA HBCU Classic, which is Morgan State versus Howard University. That's really cool. Yeah. Did they have that last year? I don't the know. The HBCU Classic? I like that. I always seen for the past few years, for the past few years, I've managed to miss all of the... Um, all the Friday, it. Saturday things, and usually just catch the All Star game. Dang it! I just no, I catch the late night on, dunk contest, but the dunk contest is looking weak. Yeah, the dunk contest is on is at eight o'clock. The there's the Taco Bell Skills Challenge is the first event, then Mountain Dew three point contest, then the slam dunk contest starts at eight, and then it goes from there. Um, dang it! I am on duty this weekend in my dorm. Um. All right, so, and then Sunday, NBA Legends Awards, then NBA G League, Next Generation, and then the All-Star Game on Sunday at 8 p.m., 6 p.m. Eastern. So, um, all right, TNT coverage starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. All right, I think that is, that is all. I was going to go into some entertainment news, but I'm not going to do that because we've been talking for a while. We did talk about sports. We got that. Um, got some names of some babies that were, were born. So we have Wild Wild Wolf is, I believe, Eve's son's name. And then we have Wolf Webster, uh, Kylie and Travis' son's name. A lot of wolves going on. Um, a lot of other entertainment news, but you know what? We're going to leave it kind of like this today. Closing remarks, Buck, the president. Um, 
strength, love, and blessings. Always. Um, always. And like I always say, learn to love who you are while striving to be a better version of you each day. Don't base your actions solely on your emotions. Try to find principles to live by and base your actions on those. Aim to be a good person and then stick to your word as closely as you can. You cannot please everyone, so just try to be good and everything else will work itself out. Episode 7 of the Ladies and Goons podcast. Yeah! We are out.